Today's Mesilah Yisharim was dedicated to Elui Neshmat Eliyahu Ben Shvika, Bezat Hashem, the Neshama Shavar Aliyah, and the Zechut of the Torah, and the Zechut of the Tzedakah. Okay, so now we're going to start big subject, big one. We gotta take it slow and get it clear. We're really in the middle of the subject of Avas Hashem. And <clears throat> the Mesil Sisharm said that to make sure that you're, to know, to truly know if your Avas is authentic, if it's genuine, if it's real, there's a test. When a person is struggling in life, he's having difficulties, he's having tzaras, does he lose his Avas Hashem at that point? Right? Because if his Avas Hashem is Tuluya Bedovo, if his Avas Hashem is dependent upon the fact that Hashem gives him stuff, so then, no good. It's not real Ava. So how is he going to know if it's real Ava? But Tzman HaDoychek V'Hatzor. V'chein Omru Zechoyin Levrocha. V'yahavta es Hashem Eloikecho. And you have to love Hashem, your God. Bechol Levavecho. Bechol Nafshecho. What does that mean? Afilu Noitel Es Nafshecho. Even if Hashem is taking something away from you. Not only is He not giving you, He's taking away from you something that's extremely precious to you. It's a complete netila. You're not getting anything in return. You're just giving away. He's taking it away from you. And all of your money, imagine a person, all of his money taken away from him. Hashem gave it to him and then Hashem took it back. So that's a pretty tough test for a human being. But if a person in this situation is not Hashem He doesn't have the complete love for Hashem in his heart. So then, he's not. You see that all the Ava that he had all along wasn't real. Okay, we're going to learn the subject. So everybody, stay tuned. Okay, big subject. Now, Omnam, you ready, Stephen? Omnam. In order to help you deal with the test, the Masil Sisharim is going to give us a calculation that we can make in order to deal with the test. Again, I'm just reading words now in the start of Sugya. Say that? Because it's a very important Sugya, because all of us in life, at some point or another, are going to go through this type of test, maybe to various different degrees, but this is part of our avoida. So being that it's part of our avoida, we have to be very well versed in understanding it. Okay? So let's pay attention. I'm going to give you two calculations that you could work with in order to go through this test. Okay? Now obviously, the Masil Sisharim is going to speak in a general sense, and he's going to give us concepts, but we have to really break them down and see how to apply them in a practical way. Okay? You with me? We're up to this paragraph here. I'm going to give you one calculation that works 
for all levels, even people that are not considered Chachomim or Baledei. Vashniya, the second eights I'm going to give you, Lechachomim or Baledei Amuka, people that are Chachomim and deep thinkers. Okay? So, let's see. Ha'achasi, the first calculation which applies to everybody, is the basic principle in Emuna. Kol mai do'ovid min Everything that Hashem does is for the good. Vizeh. Ki afilu Even this pain. Ve'hadoicha kanira be'ein avro. The situation that you're going through, even though it looks like it's bad. Enenu be'emes elatoiva amitis. It is, in truth, really good. Uchemoshol ha'roifa achoiteches ha'bosor. Like a doctor that cuts off a piece of meat or a, a limb which is infected, that if the limb stays in the body, he will ultimately kill the person because the infection will travel through the body. In order to become healthy, to save his life, sometimes you have to remove a limb in order to save the life of the patient. Even though if you zone in to watching a doctor cut a guy's leg off or arm off, and you know nothing about anything, and all of a sudden you just look in the room and you see a guy cutting off someone else's leg, you say, wow, this guy's a, a butcher. He's a mafia guy. I don't know what he is. He's an achzer. That's what you will think. But if you step back and see the whole picture, and you realize that the doctor is actually doing Rachmanes, this is true mercy. In order that he should be able to have good afterwards. The sick person would not be, uh, lose his love for his doctor, because he did this. On the contrary, Yosef La'ava Oisoi, he will love him more because he saved his life. So too in this case. If a person thinks that everything Hasham does for him is like he's doing it for his good. Whether he's Inflicting some pain on his body. Ben whether he's doing it to his money. Even though he doesn't see the good in it. And he doesn't understand truly how it's for his benefit. It's for sure for his benefit. And being that he has this calculation very clear, he will not make his Ava weak, right? Or cold tsar. Any, any doicha kotsar will not take away his Ava. Ela adirava. Fakert. Tigba v'noisefes boitomi. It will actually be more. So now this is a big thing here. And very misunderstood.
extremely misunderstood. Because if you read these words superficially, it would sound that basically when you're going through a difficult situation, whether a person becomes very sick or a loved one becomes sick, or if Khalil if a person will lose a child's life, or if a person is reduced to poverty, or whatever it may be, gets fired from a job, struggling in Shalom bias, struggling with your children, Halila Vachaz, any of these difficult situations in life. So people would take this thing to say, bottom line, it's obviously for my good, and therefore, that's it. That it's for your good, and we stop over there. This is not true. Even though it is for your good, but this is not true. This is not the understanding. Because it doesn't say that you should have a blind faith and just say it's good and try not to allow the trauma to shuffle your emotions. And try not to let the situation get to you. You're kind of building a wall around yourself not allowing the situation to cause you tsa'ar, using the chazal of This is a mistake. Because otherwise, it would be a contradiction to another chazal. The chazal say that if a person sees Yesurim Boyim Olov, Yefashfesh Bemaisov, he has to make calculations of Cheshbin HaNefesh to see what's being spoken to him about. So therefore, so what's being spoken to him about. So therefore, in that situation, that Chazal tells me, pay good attention to the pain, listen to it, internalize it, work with it, and then do tshuva. So it didn't say to ignore it. If it's being misunderstood, you're basically saying, we don't know God's calculations. It's way above us. We'll never figure it out. And therefore, don't be in pain. You understand? Trauma is subjective. If you want to take the pain, that's your business. So don't take the pain, because you should know that ultimately it's the Tevotzcha. And therefore, ignore it. Make it like it's not happening in, certain, in a certain sense, right? But that's connecting what Chazal want you to do. Because Yisurim is a very, very important shliach of Hashem. Yisurim is like a Navi. I would try to masbid a sugya. It's a very deep sugya. It's a very profound sugya. And medaftas fashtein, and we have to understand it. So let's step back for a second before we go and touch up what the Messiah's Hashem said. Okay? So like this. Once upon a time, in Klal Yisrael, there was such a thing called prophets. What was the job of the prophets? Remember, at the time of the prophets, there was no mahloket in learning. No mahloket. You know, you see, Bet Shammai, Bet mahloket. In the time of the prophets, Torah was so clear there was not one mahloket at all. And the Navi was not mechadish Torah. He didn't bring new Torah to the world. 
So what exactly was the job from the Navi? That's the question. So the job of the Navi is what we called to reveal hidden things. Okay? Do me a favor, there's people talking outside. Just close that door there so we can have clarity here. Okay? So the job of the Navi was to reveal hidden things. What does that mean to reveal hidden things? Meaning like this. Human beings, okay, have what we call kohot kehim. I don't know if you know what that is. Some people translate it as subconscious mind, but it's not exactly that, but that's not the subject of today to explain you the difference between kohot kehim and uh, psychology, that's not the thing today. But, we have hidden kohot nefesh which really is working silently within a person and causing his voluntary actions. For example, a person can have gaiva. It's a hidden koach. He's not feeling it. It's not like an excitement where is that's a koach, koach bahir. Koach bahir means it's a very uh, light, it's lit up. It's a very, very, you can see those koachas. There are koachas that are bahir. But there are kochot, which is called kehim. Kehim means they're dark. It means they're not, you're not detecting them. But they're there. And they are causing you to behave the way you behave. Kochot kehim. So let's say a guy decides that he wants to bring a big, nice, fat korban. So the action, the pu'ulo that he's doing looks unbelievable. He's bringing a carbon lasher. But let's say the cause for that decision, or the inspiration for that decision, was because he wanted people, his neighbors and his friends, to see, wow, what an unbelievable person. He brings the fattest cow in his whole uh, thing, which he could make a lot of money from that cow. And he brought it as a carbon, Right? Well, right now, he's not conscious that his guy is working with him. So comes the Navi and he says, What I need your korban for? Wow. What do you mean, what do you need my korban for? I'm doing a Givaldic service. You're not doing any service. You are bringing a korban, is a hechitimsa, and a way that you should bring out your gaiva. Right? So that's the job of a Navi. The Navi has to look inside a person and reveal to him his koiches keim and his true intentions and his midas royas and the thing that's going on inside. You got it? That's what, um, like when the Navi came to Shaul HaMelech and Shaul HaMelech said, wow, I, that is a great religious accomplishment. I killed Amalek. And then the Navi says, Ma'astas Devasha. What? Chidush. What do you mean, Master Hashem? And then he goes back and forth, Shol with Shmuel Anovi, until he proves to him that he was Master Hashem. Wow. That's Anovi. Or the Anovi comes to you and says, listen, these are your Derech Avoida, these are the things you have to fix. These are the Kalem you have to use for Avoida, right? This is Nevi'im. That's Nevi'im. Now, what happened when Nevi'im were taken away from Klal Yisrael? Done. So what are we going to do now? 
Who's going to reveal to us the koiches keim of Adam? Who's going to show you what you need to fix? Who's going to communicate with you what you have to work on? Who's going to teach you if your your things are correct, right? So the process of finding it, the the final process of finding it is what called in Hebrew pishpush b'masim and mishmush b'masim. Pishpush b'masim means you make sure you don't have evil, and mishpush b'masim means you make sure that your good actions are pure. Okay, yefashmeish b'masim, yemashmeish b'masim. That's the process. Of in, in what's called cheshbon anefesh. However, you don't know what to work with, so you need things to help you work, like to know how to make the fashvesh b'maisav. That's yisurim. Yisurim is the shliach Hashem, where Hashem is communicating directly with you. It's a communication. Yisurim is a communication talking to you. If you choose to ignore it, then you're making a grave mistake. You have to listen to it. There's a Ramban somewhere that says that the philosophers had an approach in life to not allow any Yisurim to hurt them, to touch them. Okay? They had no... They had like... Nothing in life is too important that should cause you grief and pain. You understand? This was a, a philosophical, psychological approach to difficulties in life. And the Ramban says that's kfiru. And he quotes the Gemara. That if you see a surin boy, why that kfiru? Because then you are denying hashkacha pratis. Because hashkacha pratis means that Hashem is intimately involved with you and he's interested in your growth. And he's like a father who cares about his son. And Memele, he's talking to you. So that's a very important thing in life. So Yisurim is a muiridik azach. And it's, it's muhach from the Gemara like that. Because the Gemara says, Godel asaras atabas. When Achashverosh and Haman got together to punish the, to destroy the Jewish nation, they achieved more then all the Nevi'im and Nevi'ot together. Well, if Nevi'ah and Yesurim were two separate subjects, you wouldn't put them together. That means Vaistachos. You know what Vaistachos means? Obviously. Vaistachos. Obviously. The Yesurim is doing the same job as the prophets. Just Yesurim is better than prophets. And maybe tomorrow we'll go into many times why Yisurim is even better than prophets. It's a big subject. But it's doing the job of the prophets, but it's better. Better. So that's Yisurim. So now, obviously, that's why he sent you the Yisurim in the first place. Because he cares about you. Just like if he sent you a prophet... He cares about you. Then if he sent you Yisurim, he also cares about you. Obviously. Right? But you can't take and stop there and use it like the way the psychologists and the philosophers use their methods of don't allow the pain to go in. 
No. You have to listen to it. But at the same time, it's a deep subject. We go slowly. But at the same time, you could be sameach b'yisurim, but you're margish b'yisurim. See, that's a deep thing. Because that sounds like a contradiction. You could be sameach in the yisurim that HaKadosh Baruch Hu cares about you and is communicating with you. And he's uh, interested in your growth. There could be an aspect of simcha. But there's also an aspect of tzar. You're not ignoring the tzar. You don't say, life is not so important to have everything go my way. And therefore, the fact that this fell through and this, I'm having this tzaris and that tzaris, okay, ignore it. Brush it off. That's not the point. Of course, you'll ultimately work with it. But first you have to say what's bothering me, all right? So there was, I'll give you an example. There was a Bokhar who wanted to go to the May Yeshiva in Israel, and he didn't get accepted. Okay? So now, one person, he was upset. So one person told him, just, you know, move on in life. It's not the most important thing in the world. Right? Okay. You know, you say you didn't get accepted. Grow up and move on. Life moves on. He came to me. He said, I didn't get accepted. I'm upset. I said, okay, let's figure out why you're upset. Are you upset because you feel like a loser? Are you upset because your other friends got there and you have FOMO? Are you upset because you felt that this is the way to steig and then it got blocked? So you're frustrated that your mahalach didn't work? What, 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 what is it? Gave him like seven studs. I said, it's important to listen closely to why you're in pain. Because if you listen closely to why you're in pain, then you will know what to work on. Because the circumstance is only the hechatimsa to communicate. So let's communicate. Let's listen to the message that Kodesh Baruch Hu said. And maybe it can be multiple reasons. And it can be a primary reason, a secondary reason, a third reason. And then you have a whole mahalacha voida. So you listen to the pain. You don't become destroyed by it because the pain became a mahalach to work. You could even be Sameach, that there's a Mahalach to work. But at the same time, there's a Mahalach to work. So this is a very basic thing that people are not aware of. They use a lot of religious rhetoric and, and all kinds of Chazal to do against the Chazal. You understand? We have to work with Chazal. So we'll have to continue the subject tomorrow. Mm-hmm.